Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. All right, and with us right now, we've got Peter Klamka. Peter, you are the owner of the Blind Pig Restaurant in Las Vegas, and you're the founder of Cordia Kitchens. And we're going to talk about the restaurant industry and how you are a part of, you know, as Wayne Gretzky would say, skating to where the puck will be. I mean, the puck's already on its way there, uh, and uh, you're taking advantage of trends. Uh, and I, this is going to be a fascinating conversation because I'm, I'm really excited to see where we go over the next five to 10 years in the restaurant industry because uh, you know better than I do, uh, the restaurant industry is evolving quite a bit and quite, quite quickly too. It's changing very rapidly. We're sort of, I think, at the early stages of what I would call restaurant apocalypse. Oh. That Amazon is taking away the malls. Yep. You're seeing the delivery services cause restaurants to adapt and change. The customer doesn't want to come inside. They want it chopped off on their couch. What? Yeah, explain a little bit more about what's going on with consumers. So consumers are looking for convenience. And there's two groups. I think the younger generation, anybody under 40, um, they want to stay home, stream Netflix, play video games, and hang out with their friends. There's no interest in going to the restaurant anymore. There's no interest in hanging out at a restaurant. Older people, 40 and up, they're just too tired. They've got (laughs) obligations and... It's too easy. Open up the phone and there's the menu and order it. And in 30 to 40 minutes, someone's going to drop off a bag with hamburgers in it. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's the change. what are smart restaurateurs doing about this? So if you can sell your restaurant, you sell it quickly. If you can't <laughs> sell your restaurant, you have to adapt. And the way to adapt is to incorporate delivery and incorporate convenience into your customers and understand that your customers aren't necessarily walking in the front door anymore and staying for 30, 40, an hour at a time Mm -hmm. and ordering, they're ordering at home and they want you, the restaurant quality food brought to their living room, their TV room or the kitchen. And that's what you're doing now as a restaurateur. You know, it's interesting, you know, and you're absolutely right. Like, all three of my kids. So they're 20, 16, and 14, and they don't like going to restaurants. They'd rather, again, they'd rather just do stuff, you know, do whatever they're doing. And, uh, you know, my youngest, in fact, so he's 14, and he had helped out with, uh, so we had all kind of like, cleaned out the garage. It was a big job. It was like three hours long and say, okay, great. We'll take you guys anywhere you want to eat. And my youngest, and both my young, my younger two were like, I don't want to go anywhere and eat. Right. But we said, well, how about we have, you know, he said, well, I want Uber Eats to bring me Chipotle. Yeah. Like, you don't want to go to Chipotle? He's like, no, I want to stay here. I'm like, but I want to do my stuff. And so that was like his greatest thrill. So sure enough, you know, big boy gets to order his own Uber Eats, you know, gets it. It's the greatest thing. And I'm like, to me, it's like, I don't know. It's that special, but okay. If you really like it, that's cool. 
whole generation is out there with their smartphones thinking that that's where food comes from. It comes (laughs) from the app, not from the restaurant, not from the waiter. So talk to me about, uh, uh, about Cordia and the concept of ghost kitchens. So owning a restaurant in literally in the shadow of the Las Vegas Strip, across the street from the Aria, across the street from the Bellagio, and we service tourists, business people, and locals. And we were noticing, especially on weekends, that um, customers were ordering more. Some of it was our same customers. Some of it were people experimenting. And some of it was just a combination. And so we were saying, okay, there's definitely an interest in this delivery concept. Mm. Some people had never heard of the restaurant, but we were just the closest ones to their hotel and could deliver it quicker, right? It was convenience. It was, oh, I'm starving because I flew in last night and, or overnight, and I just want my food now. I don't even want to wait for room service. And... Um, You know, my background, I had done a number of branding, celebrity licensing deals. Lots of people want to open a restaurant. Some people have no background, decide to buy a restaurant. Um, And with that, you get all of the difficulty of the build-out, the fixtures, the personal labor, the glasses, all of that, right? Now, in the current world, just like you don't need to buy a medallion in New York City to, to become a taxi driver anymore, you can open your own restaurant. You could have Josh's restaurant tomorrow for less than $50,000 using infrastructure we provide. I have staff. I have chefs. I have all of the supplier relationships. Come in with your recipes. Sign up with Uber Eats. Promote to your audience and your following. You are now in the restaurant business. Wow. Okay. Again, let me just, so, so, because you went through that so quickly, just what this model is and how powerful this concept is. If your dream is to open a restaurant and you want to get in so you can get on everybody's phones and say, I am, you know, this is the Josh Elledge uh, restaurant and I do like, uh, you know, I, I am a connoisseur of fine oatmeals <laughs> or whatever it is, right? And I can go into your kitchen and basically operate from there uh, and be listed, indexed in the Uber Eats, and the Grubhubs and all these other ones, right? And someone could say, wow, that sounds cool. Click order and bam, because and am I, is it kind of like a, you know, like a co-working space almost, or how does that work? Um, so there's, there's a couple of ways to do it, but yes, there's a co-working space. Wow. Uh, you can just rent the space and, and look, we've had famous chefs come and say, Hey, I want to break into the Las Vegas market. And you know, it's three to $5 million and a waiting list to open up a, a restaurant in Las Vegas. Yeah. You can take your chef, your, your recipes, you can take your brand and your followers, and you're a lot better off spending the money on advertising than yep. you are on tables, chairs, and high rent. I mean, wow. it, it protects your downside. If it doesn't work, your downside's minimal compared to, I personally guaranteed a lease in a high rent district. No kidding. No kidding. Especially when we consider where trends are anyway, sure. you know, if, especially if you're, um, you know, uh, you, you know, you have, you have a son and, and he, you know, uh, you were telling me a story before this about, you know, how he was at a, who's at practice, right? UNLV. Practice, and, sure. Didn't like, didn't like the uh, food that they were serving at sports camp. And so he ordered his own, uh, ordered his own food to, they're using Uber Eats. <laughs> 
So this is this is really exciting. And I think for someone who wants to be a part of a trend, what a great way to share the risk and co-lease a space or, you know, just, uh, you know, again, kind of this co-working space as opposed to, or, you know, the risk of starting their own kitchen. So you still have to buy all the stuff, all the back end stuff, all the kitchen stuff. You don't even have to do that. You can just share the concept. We cut the time off for licensing. We already have the restaurant license. We already have the food service license. So you're not dealing with the health department that can take for six months to get a license in certain markets. And the other side of the coin is if you're successful, it's easier to have a brick and mortar relationship because I've sold 200,000 hamburgers in the past month on uh, on an app-based service. I have a database now. I have an email Mm. list. I've given my people coupons or a website or an Instagram, and you can take your customers that you've developed from the virtual world and go open your dream restaurant if that's truly what you want. You test the dream before you test the bank account. Uh, to get, so to explain to me then, so you're, you're doing this and you're currently operating this out of Vegas. Is, is that? Vegas the, and soon Los Angeles. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So um, if you're in Vegas or, or, or Los Angeles, you, you, you got a hook up here. <laughs> yes, that's true. And, and, you know, we've done, we'll do deals where if the brand is strong enough, we'll partner with you. Uh, if it's interesting or entrepreneurial, we could, uh, uh, you know, we could work out a, a favorable rent until you get, uh, until you get started. Right. So it's very early days. It, it's, you know, 1996 in the internet time for this, knowing that, there's a huge shift coming. People are going to keep eating, right? They're not going to stop eating. Right, yeah. And they're going to keep looking for more conveniences. And if you have a great idea and you have a brand or you have a following or you have something uh, uh, to uh, that this is your passion, um, this is a, a way to go to test it and to see if, hey, this is what this is for me. And Peter, how are you marketing this idea to potential restaurateurs? Um, so it's actually come organically. So we have certain relationships already uh, in, with brands to develop uh, restaurants that we're working on. Um, word of mouth, hey, there's a pizza parlor that we know that's got too much business on Friday and Saturdays, and it affects the counter business. Uh, it affects their in, inside business. Here's the other thing. You don't really know where your food is coming from. <laughs> So it's like, oh, that place is on Main Street, but really the ghost kitchen is three blocks away in it, and it doesn't really matter. Um, yeah. same, res- same recipes. In some cases, it's the same people that are preparing it that prepare it in the brick and mortar. And uh, uh, if you want, it's the same packaging. I think packaging is where it's easy to differentiate. Packaging mm-hmm. is where it's easy to, you know, to, to stand out. And yeah. especially for a new a startup or an entrepreneur or someone like that, because that's going to sit in the kitchen for a while. If there's yeah. leftovers, it's going to sit in the refrigerator. Sure. Right, right. Oh. Um, and then um, if someone does this, like they don't need to, I mean, it's the drivers are all, they're all app based on existing networks, right? You don't even have to mess with you getting yourself. your own drivers or any of that stuff. Truly, you don't have to, there's no messing with drivers. There's no hiring anybody. You can do it with your mom. I mean, <laughs> it literally is the situation where, and if it works, right? If it works, you can scale as, uh, and take it to other cities. If it doesn't work, you're not bankrupt. Is there a way to gauge whether or not this could be successful based on what you currently see in Grubhub and Uber Eats and anybody else out there? So there's a way to, there's a way to get the data to know, okay, 
oatmeal is really popular in <laughs> Des Moines, Iowa, or uh, uh, sausage is really popular in Detroit, Michigan, right? So there's a way to get data to help craft your menu. Yeah. And then, like anything now, it's about developing your own audience. Go find your own audience, go develop it, whether it's flyers in a parking lot, cute TikTok videos, yeah. coupons. It, it, and, and out of that, you can build a base of business to see, wow, people do love my oatmeal. Wow, people love my sausages. Oh my and gosh. You scale your business. So listen, someone in East Orlando who's listening to this right now, get connected here with Peter and, and convince him to open a location in Orlando. And what I want you to do is open up a, a keto a keto friendly menu where you have keto versions of everything else. Cause that's, you know, people who follow that, which, which I do fairly religiously, you got to make everything from scratch. And sometimes, you know, or if you go out to eat again, you're pretty limited on what you can have. And so it's really nice to have, Oh my gosh, that would be a dream come true. And I can order that on the app. Okay. I just gave a million dollar idea to somebody. Right. Right there, I hope. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, it's, there are, so specialized diet is yes. something that we've explored, kosher, diabetes, things like that, mm -hmm. where it has to come from a certain kitchen or be prepared a certain way. There's a little bit more right. risk and possible expenses, but it's the great affinity marketing, right? Because there aren't any of these currently. And if you go, you can wow. really do come down to, oh, this is the population. We know that this is, a, this is the amount of keto lovers that you have in this yep. particular city. Uh, and you can test out the menu. Again, you can do it fairly inexpensively thanks to the app now. And is, I don't have to say, get out of your car and come in my restaurant. I'll take it to your house. Yeah. Uh, so Peter, how'd you get into this? So I got into it. I, I like many, decided, oh, I can run a restaurant. Oh, I'm smart enough because I've been ordering restaurant at restaurants for 40 years. I certainly know how to. You know, I'm very handy with the grill in the backyard on the 4th of July. So definitely I should open up a restaurant in the middle of Las Vegas. Right. Um, so I came from, it was a career change. I came from a financial services background in New York City, uh, changed pace, Bought this restaurant thinking it's really an easy, uh, uh, easy business. And I'll open up a couple of locations around Las Vegas and I'll franchise it or take it public or do, do something like that. Um, restaurants are very, very difficult. <laughs> Just yeah. because you've been successful in another business doesn't mean you can be successful in the no, restaurant okay. business. So yeah, I bought what's it. The, what's the attrition rate for like an independent restaurant? It's, it's really high. Um, I think it's like 85 or 90%. That's, wow. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's, so. it, most of it's location, right? It's, it's most of it's location. Uh, you can't fix a bad location. And mm -hmm. I lucked out in my location. It was right place, right time. But I know, you know, I've known 10 people that have started or bought restaurants in bad locations that are gone mm -hmm. in the three years that I've been in the business. Yeah. Amazing. Um, can't fix it. And just everyone wants, oh, they think it's so easy and fun and it's, it's difficult and challenging. And the stories, the, the restaurant stories are, uh, uh, are a nightmare sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I looked at, okay, what's my asset? My asset is I have this overly uh, large commercial kitchen. I have proximity to a large population center and I have a certain level of expertise in food preparation, a barrier to entry as a license, and in my case, a, uh, uh, a favorable long-term lease. So how do I maximize what I have at, at, given that people aren't coming in to sit down for a long time? 
So what do I, what, how do I maximize that? And I just looked at, looked out the front door and there were three Uber Eats drivers there to pick up food that day. And I said, ah, what if there were 10 or what if there were 20? And, and then, then that's my database, right? That's my database of if you give them good food, if you give them a, something in the bag, like a mm-hmm. 10% coupon or something like that, people love that, those little things. Oh, yeah. And that's how you build the, uh, uh, that's how you build the business. So mm. really, I was just trying to get additional value out of the asset that I already had. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Peter Klamka, you're the owner of the Blind Pig Restaurant right there in Las Vegas, right uh, next to the Aria and the Bellagio, right in there. And then you're the founder of Cordia Kitchens, uh, the next evolution of the restaurant industry. Really exciting. Um, So folks can find you uh, if you go to Cordia Kitchens. Let me spell that. It's C-O-R-D-I-A Kitchens.com. Dot com and, uh, and, and Peter, they can connect with you and your team. Uh, and uh, this is going to be really fun to watch what happens over the next five years yeah. um, with this model. I, I, you got me convinced. This is really exciting. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com dot com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement.